Alicia Ilian spoke to my soul today, you guys, and you'll hear that in this episode. We are talking all about chasing perfection and perfectionism isn't always making sure everything looks great in your home. Sometimes it's this constant desire to be great and do more and prove ourselves, which I think we all might have a tendency to do occasionally, whether it's in our jobs or in motherhood or in marriage, or just life as a whole, trying to be better. And she just pours out wisdom. And I'm so, so excited for you to hear that wisdom that she's sharing with all of you today. She is also a very, very popular author of a quote that went completely viral. And I can almost guarantee you guys have seen it all over social media. And we will tell you what that is in the episode. But she talks about the mess of her life that brought her to that point, really to let go of the controlling nature of her personality and look up to Jesus and to the kingdom. So I'm really excited for you all to hear this conversation today. It filled my heart completely. Also, if you do enjoy this episode, I would love if you take a second to screenshot the episode and tag at Living Easy Podcast. And also on iTunes, if you haven't already, please do rate and review. means the world and helps us to get amazing women like Alicia on the show. Also, episode 25, Escaping Perfectionism, Insecurity, and People-Pleasing with Alana Garcia in episode six, how to fight a negative mindset and take ownership of your circumstances with Jesse Maestas are two episodes that you might like if you enjoy this episode. So that's episode 25 and episode six. But let's jump in now with Alicia Ilian. Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. This is Lindsay, and today I am so excited to introduce my guest, Alicia Ilian. Hey, Alicia, how are you? Hey, I'm so good. It's so good to actually get to talk to you. I know. So Alicia and I have kind of gone back and forth with the timing and everything because I, at the time of recording, I'm starting school with Sutton. She's sending her kids back to school in Kansas. And so it's all been a little chaotic and that's just mom life, businesswoman life, I guess. <laughs> it's a combination. But I'm so excited to have you on, Alicia. And I think right now, especially with the topic that we're discussing of perfection and chasing perfection and kind of this striving is so crucial right now for our lives and just to soak in some of that wisdom because women are struggling, at least my sphere, in just a variety of ways, whether it's with weight gain or 
lack of time, lack of energy, falling behind in work, which is something I can very much relate to, finding new battles. And I just think that there's a sense of insecurity. There's a sense of feeling maybe a little bit lost. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I do think this year, 2020 has exposed a lot of those places in our hearts and our lives that we didn't even realize were areas that we struggle with because all of a sudden now we're out of our routines and we can't control things and things are still so uncertain and chaotic. And I don't know if your listeners are a lot like me, but I like to be able to manage things in my own attempts to control things. So You know, when things shake up and all of a sudden you realize I don't have as much control as I thought, everything starts to feel really shaky in your heart and your mind. And so, yeah, I think it's been a challenge for women this year, for sure. So when we first started talking and I saw that this was your quote, I just about died because first of all, I just want to hear how you feel once I read it about the fact that literally probably every Christian woman in the world has read your message. So you guys, if you've ever seen this on social media, on Pinterest, on t-shirts, it says, girl, read your Bible. You can eat all the kale, buy all the things, lift all the weights, take all the trips, trash all that doesn't spark joy, wash your face and hustle like mad. But if you don't rest your soul in Jesus, you'll never find peace or purpose. I literally think... I've seen it at least a million times. So how does that feel for you? Like having written that and where did that message come from? Yeah, it's crazy actually. I mean, I wrote that and I I didn't actually think it was probably the most insightful thing that I've ever written. (laughs) For whatever reason, it just resonated with women. And I think it's because we all deep down inside, we desire that peace and purpose in our life. We're looking for that deep down unshakable contentment like I was talking about. And so we relate to that chase. I'm going to look for it by eating a better diet or buying that next new outfit that's amazing or taking a great trip. And we think that, okay, well, once I do that, then I'm going to find some sense of satisfaction. And those aren't necessarily bad things. I mean, God gives some of those things as gifts for us. I love to lift weights. I love to eat kale smoothies and all those things. But when I try to find my hope in that and I try to find my satisfaction, it just leaves me so empty. And I think we all resonate with that in a sense. It was crazy that it just got shared so much. I was really thankful because I think that is the message we just need to keep reminding ourselves is we we need to turn back to Jesus. We need to be reading our Bible. We need to be reminded of our ultimate source of contentment and joy. That's so good. And you know what? I think the reason, like you're saying, I don't think you felt that it wasn't the most insightful thing, but the reason I think it is, is because you're touching on all of these temporary satisfactions that women look to to fulfill that space in their heart that only Jesus can satisfy. And when it's laid out like this, where you can see it point blank of like, oh yeah, these are the things that I do on a daily basis to try to fix what's broken. And it reminds me of that quote. It's one of my favorites by C.S. Lewis. And it says, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And don't you think that's just it? Like that we're so 
easily please or try to be by even social media and scrolling and all of these things that we really lose sight of what can bring that real joy. Exactly. The enemy, that has been his lie from day one with Adam and Eve. It's like, oh, I don't know if God's really good enough. He's holding out on you. If you just had this, you know, this isn't new. And he continually challenges us with that. Once again, it's having to like renew your mind all the time and remind yourself and ask God, Lord, help me to remember that you are the only one that can ultimately satisfy me. Something that's really interesting, I just want to share this because I found it fascinating the more I studied this idea of perfectionism because I titled my new book coming out, Chasing Perfect. And I think most of us probably wouldn't consider ourselves perfectionist in the sense of, you know, I can't have one wrinkle in my bed sheet or yeah. there can't be any toys on the floor. I mean, maybe some of us are that way, but we can all relate to the idea of trying to do a little bit more or be a little bit better or being enough and just that desire to have and be more. And so Jenny Allen, she said this one time, I thought it was so good. She said the most destructive line of thinking in the 21st century is our incessant desire to be great. And I thought, yeah. And I would add to be in control too. This desire to be awesome, to be smarter, to be more likable, to be thinner, to be more successful, just to be something better because we believe that we'll finally find satisfaction in that. Here's the crazy thing is when I studied this, and I think it was Nancy Guthrie that taught on it in the Garden of Eden, it actually wasn't like this epitome of perfection. There was always this possibility for evil to happen. And God wired into us his Imago day inside of us hardwired us to chase and long for perfection because we were made to to long for the perfection of Jesus and it be fulfilled in him. Mm -hmm. So just this desire for something better is kind of innate in us. It's kind of God ordained. Like he made us to want to chase perfection, but the problem is we chase the wrong things. And so even in Matthew 5, 48, it says, Jesus said this, be perfect as I am perfect. Mm -hmm. And so at first glance, that's not going to happen. You <laughs> that's know, a high like, calling. There's yeah. no way I can live without flaw. But if we understand what the original Greek was trying to say there, really that word for perfection is the word teleos, which means living into your purpose or what you were made for. Mm. It doesn't mean without flaw, like perfectionism. But Jesus is asking us to live into the purpose in which he has ordained for us, which means to live for him, to chase after him. That's what he's asking us to do. So I think in a sense, just like that C.S. Lewis quote, which is so good, is that it's okay that we have these desires. It's okay that we long for more. We were made to long for more. We're switching it out because that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to think it's going to come in all these things, these lesser things that never fulfill us. So once again, it's not wrong to work out. It's not wrong to buy the new outfit, you know, but it's it's wrong if we're trying to replace that void, like you said, and try to fulfill that with the dream that we have or the, whatever we're working towards or the trip that we take or the relationship that we want or whatever that thing is, it's just never going to replace that void in our life for Jesus. So I love that so much. And I really like that point that you brought up about that Jenny Allen said that it's this desire to be great. And I think so much of that 
ties into, and tell me if you agree, Alicia, but it ties into comparison and it ties into envy in so many ways because a lot of us struggle with not being enough or not being satisfied in what we have, what we've been given, the life that we're living because we are so busy comparing. And I think right now, even like moms who are homeschooling versus moms who are sending kids to school and feeling like, oh, am I making the right decision? Am I doing this right? Or some people couldn't even get on the train with isolation and trying to create new schedules and do all the things because it's such a shift to our life. And yet we're wearing ourselves out by trying to be great. The biggest lie on social media, I believe, is the you are enough lie Mm -hmm. because you see it painted and pretty everywhere. And I've spoken about this before, but I feel so strongly about it that when you tell someone you are enough, you're good enough, you've got this, then when you don't, you feel like you're failing. And it's just the same. It's like when you're celebrating Jesus and it's always a party and you're going around people and it's always a celebration and like, God is so good and my life is amazing and even getting into prosperity gospel. When you come along someone whose life isn't that way and they're dealing with abuse or they're dealing with the loss of a loved one or they're dealing with cancer, yes, God is good and yes, God is joy. But throughout scripture, he also calls us to mourn and to grieve and to know that this life is not eternity. This is not what he has fully in store for us. And so I think we have to just kind of be aware of that perspective of it's this greatness that we are called to is not to be enough on our own. It's not to be always joyful and always living out this perfect chasing perfect, this perfect perspective of life because we're sinners, we're depraved. From the beginning, we are broken. We're never going to be enough on our own. We're never going to be able to celebrate and live that joy on our own. That only comes from Christ. And so that striving for greatness just often it seems like will just lead to so much discouragement and depression. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Just preach, girl. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just clap into Tangent. myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people mean well when they share that phrase of mm-hmm. like, you're enough. You know, it's, it feels encouraging. But to your point, like it is absolutely an exhausting message. Yeah. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am humble of heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I just love that scripture because basically what he was saying is, and just to explain what the yoke was, it's that visual of the harness that was used to attach to a cart and pull the farming equipment. So one yoke for two oxen. And so he was saying, when you yoke up to me and my teaching, which is the gospel, that is where you're going to find rest because the Jews of Jesus day were living under the heavy weight of the law. They were trying to earn favor with God through their adherence to over like 600 laws and even extra traditional laws. And it was exhausting. And we do that to ourselves when we say you're enough because Jesus was saying, no, you're not enough, but I am. And my provision is my presence for you. 
And so that is where you're going to find rest for your soul is when you attach yourself to me and my sufficiency. So anytime we look inward to find our hope and our peace, we once again, pick up that heavy yoke. So that's why I think that's why when we hear that message of you're enough, it sounds good at first. And we're like, yes, I am. I'm enough. You know, I just need to keep telling myself that over and over again. But in the end, when we mess up again, which inevitably we will, because this side of eternity, we will not be complete. We're working towards that with God's provision and his power, but you know, we're not there yet. And so that leaves no room for grace whatsoever Mm. and no room for God to be big in our life. And he is the one that's going to be big because he is enough in him. We are enough. And so it's just missing that little piece of the equation that, yes, we are enough in him and with his provision. And I think that's a big piece that it's impossible to truly feel that peace that we're longing for until we realize that. Honestly, every time I hear that verse, I literally take a deep breath. I I physically (laughs) have to. (laughs) It's just a natural response of it's going to be okay. And I think that's just such a visual for us with the oxen and the yoke. And thank you for explaining that. I don't know that I've actually ever explained that on Living Easy, but it is such a a sweet visual to see the moving forward. Because even throughout scripture, when it says that Jesus tells us to not look back, once we've put our hands to the plow, I think that's in Luke, once we put our hands to the plow, we do not look back. I just envision the oxen with walking forward side by side, us with the Lord, not looking back to the past, not looking back to the shame, not looking back to the regret or the failures, even of yesterday and motherhood and marriage, when we just have this tendency to see the worst in ourselves, which in a sense of conviction and repentance is an okay thing. But then there's also that point of God's mercies are new every single morning. And we can wake up and say, I have the freedom because of who Christ is, because of his crucifixion, and raising from the dead, I get to open my eyes this morning and say, today is a new day. And like you're saying, just walking side by side. And I envision also, and I tend to go to this verse a lot because it brings me so much peace, but in John 15, four, where it says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. He's saying, when you are heavy laden, come to me but also just in every single moment, everyday life, abide in me. And that's where the peace lies because I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I have a tendency sometimes, Alicia, when I'm just living my life that by the end of the day, I'm like, oh, Lord, I didn't even include you in any of my plans. And I'm doing this endless, exhausting striving to get to a certain point. And I'm not making it there because the purpose is not there. It's all self-focused or success-focused or chasing for me this like ideal of perfectionism or success. And I just end up exhausted. So thank you so much for sharing that because that's so, so good. That's a red flag too for me when I start to feel overly anxious that I'm too overly busy or occupied by things that are more self-focused and more (laughs) self-involved. And so like, if I can take back and go, why, why am I feeling like I need to strive? And why am I so disheartened that I'm 
continuing just to struggle and then reminding myself the gospel informs so much of our life and reminding ourselves of the gospel to your point that that is what's freeing. And it's not only freeing for us, it's freeing for those around us too, whether it's our kids or our spouses and the grace that we can offer them in Christ Jesus. We don't have to prove anything. We can work from a place of acceptance, not for a place of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's, and I'm glad that you brought this up. And it was so funny because God's timing is always perfect, but Mm -hmm. he was reminding me this morning, I was thinking about how much I like mornings and I do now more than I used to. I used to stay up late and I didn't like getting up in the morning, but now I like it because I feel better. You know, like I'm restored. My brain is renewed. I can think clear. I just like fresh starts and it just feels like a fresh start. And I was reminded that Jesus is like the morning star, you know, he's like, he is he new morning mercies every single morning. And that is where we have to remind ourselves, I think throughout the day, like to your point, you know, when we're struggling and we continue to feel like we're failing, that God's giving us that grace. As soon as like we repent and turn back to him, it's not, we repent. Yes. So that we can turn back to the savior who has Mm -hmm. already fully accepted us. And he wants to work things out in us and bring us to completion. You know, that perfection that teleos that we're called to in his power. And so there is so much freedom in that. And there's just so much rest in that too. But man, we got to remind ourselves all the time that his mercies are new, even moment by moment, not even in the morning, but to renew us and restore us. And so we don't have to look back at those failures. We can just keep moving forward. And we can tell our kids that same thing when they mess up and fail that, you know what, mommy's forgiven you because I've been forgiven so much, you know, because of the gospel, I'm going to give you grace because I need grace myself. And so it's that continual gospel just changes everything for us. Hey all, just a quick break because many of you have asked how you can support this ministry. One thing that you may not know is that the Living Easy podcast reaches far outside of the US. We have listeners in Saudi Arabia, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan, China, and more. The gospel is being spread literally around the world, and you can be a part of that. All you have to do is go to patreon.com backslash living easy to join. You can simply support the ministry with a few dollars a month or 10 cents per day, or you can join the coffee date thing or the bestie thing. With the coffee date thing, I am building real face-to-face friendships with the women who are a part of that community. I get on once a month on Zoom and we talk about real life and faith and marriage and relationships and just chat, real, real conversation. For the bestie thing, I want to support you. I will share one person per month on my social platform to over 40,000 followers and to tens of thousands of email subscribers and allow them to hear about your business or your social platform. So again, just go to patreon.com backslash living easy to check out all of the options. Thanks guys. You know what I wonder, Alicia, sometimes I think about this is, do you think that our grandparents struggled this much with contentment and comparison? I've never Mm -hmm. had that conversation, but I just wonder, is this a generational thing? Because it's such a consistent conversation and I'm always thankful to have it because it's such a consistent problem. We have the conversations of the striving and the comparison and the exhaustion. But I just wonder sometimes 
if it was as common in past generations? You know, maybe it just looked a little bit differently. They didn't have social media that they could just turn. They saw it in newspapers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, I think there has continually been a struggle. Just it's human nature to want to earn favor with man and with God and be good enough and for your works to save you. Like it's just so innate in us to want that. And so I think that's been a struggle even from obviously Jesus day, you know, they were trying to earn their way to God and yes, comparing themselves with themselves. You know, Paul says that's not wise. Yeah. (laughs) So struggle what thousands of years ago with the same things that's so part of our sin nature to want to do that which is what I love about the Bible is like it's just as much relevant and real now as it was transcend it was like a random thought I had and I'm like I need to ask my grandma that because I've never thought to ask it but it always comes to my mind as I'm having these conversations but like you're saying it could have just look different. So I do have another question for you pertaining to your story and getting into your book. So Hebrews 6.19 says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Jesus is the anchor for our souls. I actually used to have a painting of this in my house. It just said, Jesus is the anchor for our soul. And it's a reminder of when I am on rocky waves, when I am, it's just tumultuous and my life feels frazzled and messy and everything is in shambles. He is that solid anchor. He is that solid ground. Can you share a little bit about your own personal story? Like what brought you to the point of wanting to talk about this in your book, Chasing Perfect, and how has God anchored you in your most difficult seasons? Such a good question. And I love the picture of the anchor. And actually, I talk about this in the book. The anchor was actually used by early Christians as a symbol of the way of Christianity. And you'll have to buy a book to hear more about that. (laughs) It's crazy that you asked me that question. But I think that's why we all resonate so much with the anchor, because literally he is that anchor for our soul. And we need reminded of that now, I think more than ever. This year, we've just been tossed around with all sorts of uncertainty and chaos. And I dedicate a whole chapter in my book to kind of talk about this called Heart Hammocks, because literally he is that place that we can find rest for our heart. And the story that I share, for me, the way that God kind of reminded me of this, he had to kind of shake me up a little bit about seven years ago after having my third child. And if you're a woman and you've had children, you know what kind of havoc it wrecks on our bodies. Yes. (laughs) house children and to to birth them, the pregnancy and just the whole thing. And after having three children and I ended up having a miscarriage and a DNC and my body had just gone through a lot in a matter of like four years. I'm so sorry. But it's good because he was wanting to break me a little bit, I think. And because I struggle so much with control and wanting to have manage things myself. And I ended up getting sick with strep throat and my oldest son and I passed it back and forth like five times. I could not get it out of my system, literally on all sorts of high powered antibiotics, which was also destroying my body. And finally went to an ENT and they said, you know what, we need to have a tonsillectomy. And this was not even a year after having my last child. And so I did. And if anyone's ever had a tonsillectomy as an adult, it is not a fun procedure. Brutal. I had it when I was little. I was four and I still remember it. But I've spoken to adults who said it's some of the most excruciating pain they've ever been through. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Don't recommend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has helped the problem. But yeah, so I had the tonsillectomy. So I ended up kind of on bed rest for a few weeks recovering from that. And then once I started getting back out on my feet, I noticed that I started getting really lightheaded and almost fainting every single time I would stand up. And then all sorts of neurological issues started popping up. I started having tremoring in my hands and muscle twitching all over my body and temperature regulation issues and just all sorts of craziness. So at this point, I'm like really tired of going to see doctors and physicians. And so I kind of put it off for a while, but it wasn't going away. And so I went and I visited a local neurologist and they said, yeah, they're like, I think you've got something going on, but not sure that we have the right equipment to diagnose it. They scheduled me to go out to Mayo Clinic and speak with a specialist out at Mayo and in that period of time, I went through just a season of severe anxiety, just thinking the worst things, thinking that, you know, this is it, you know, I'm dying of something, you know, yeah. like this is God's plan. I'm not going to be around to be a mom for my kids and, and really struggled with trusting God. And it really was almost a disappointment to me. I thought I would be stronger. I thought that I would go through it with greater faith than I actually did. But God revealed to me how little my faith truly was and who he is and what his plan was. And his goodness, he kind of brought me through that. Ended up going to Mayo Clinic and they did diagnose me with what's called POTS, which is short for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which is quite a mouthful, but basically it means my autonomic nervous system is way out of whack. Here's the crazy thing. It's like, it's a chronic illness that I'm probably going to have to wrestle with my whole entire life, but it affects the part of the nervous system that you don't control. And I had a control problem. (laughs) And so now I have to trust God with a part of the system that I don't control. And I don't have control of how it's going to play out my life from day to day. I still have temperature control issues and muscle twitching and shaking hands. But what I always say is my hands still shake, but my heart no longer does. I love that. He taught me to trust him. And he honestly, it's a blessing because it's a reminder every single day that I am not in control and that's okay because I have a God that is there. And like I said earlier, like his deliverance is his presence. Mm. And I heard this one time. I thought it was so good. If dependence is the goal, then weakness is the advantage. Amen. I was like, that's it. Like God wanted to weaken me physically and he wanted me to to be dependent on him in the little moments so that I could be reminded of his strength and his sufficiency. I count it a blessing, even though yes, anyone that's gone through anything chronic, I'm not trying to make light of it. It is hard at times, but I truly mean like, I know God, if everything was going great all the time, my tendency would be to trust in myself. And like we talked about earlier, that is never for our good. Yeah, so I count it a blessing for sure. That's a lot. For me, having a kid just took a toll on my fear, took a toll on my sense of control that I completely lost, my emotions, and then to add all of that on top of it is a lot. And I have family members who deal with chronic pain and I empathize with you and just feel a little bit emotional because I just can't imagine that pain and the just emotional toll. But I'm so thankful for you, Alicia, and let me get control of myself. (laughs) Let me take a sip of water. For you to pursue truth and to pursue goodness, because how easy is it to tap out when things get so hard? 
as I see my family members struggling with chronic pain and these things, I see this reliance, just like you're saying, this full reliance. Like I have to get on my hands and knees and just pray and become fully dependent. And it actually reminds me of what we were talking about when you had mentioned your kids going back to school and how much they're really loving going back to school because they kind of miss that. And I think sometimes, just as you said, when we only see the good, when we're only seeing rainbows and butterflies, we find less of a need for Jesus because we're relying upon ourselves. But then we also have that place when things get really hard, that that's when we're sharpened. That's when the testing of our faith produces character and patience and perseverance. And although in the thick of it, through the waves and the hardship, we feel like we're trembling and we feel like we're breaking, that we come out so much stronger. And for you to be able to write a book, Alicia, from your pain is just a perfect depiction of that beauty from ashes and strength, his strength in your weakness. That's right. And I just reminded when you were talking of James Mm 1, where he talks about in our trials, that he develops that completeness, you know, is the gritty faith that's developed through the hard stuff that produces the perfection. Once again, that word perfection or completeness that God is asking us to live into and that we long for and that God requires, like it's made and it's refined and it's produced through the trials. I count it all joy when I walk through various trials because he is increasing our faith, which, which is increasing our completeness that he's called us to, to live in that purpose that, that he has for us. And so mm-hmm. it is those trials that do that in us. Like, I just don't even think that we can get to that place without it. So it is his goodness sometimes to allow the things of the brokenness of this world, which is what I think it is a lot of times. Yes, sometimes it can be the consequences of our bad choices and our sin for sure. But, you know, the brokenness of the world he uses for our good and that way. And sometimes you don't even realize it till you're going through it. You're like, I don't even know how I would manage going through that. My sister has a special needs child. And there's so many times that I think, how does she do it? You know, how does she handle just the responsibility of that day in and day out? And she told me one time, she goes, Alicia, like if I thought about the future, I couldn't. God doesn't give us grace for our imagination or for the future. He gives us grace for the moment. That's so good the day. And so that's where I have to stay is in that moment. I know, and I trust that he's going to give me what I need. And so I rest in that going, you know, it's okay. Anytime I start getting anxious, anytime I start feeling overwhelmed about the future or what's going to happen tomorrow, will I be able to handle what's in front of me? I have to take a step back and go, okay, where did God say that he will meet me? And where did he say he would provide for me? And he said he would right now. And now is my moment. And I wrote this all over my house one time because I knew I needed reminded of it to make that daily decision to trust God. Because sometimes it is, it's a moment by moment reminder. You know what? I'm not going to find it by scrolling on social media. I'm not going to find it if I order that new shirt. You know, I'm not going to find it by justifying, you know, myself with my husband or whatever. Like it's going to become... I'm going to find that freedom when I surrender myself to Christ and trust, trust his enoughness. So yeah, totally, 100%. Thank you so much for that. Girl, I feel like, man, I needed this today. (laughs) 
You are preaching to my soul. And I just feel this sense of, you know, that like just Holy Spirit, deep breath of Mm -hmm. refreshment. And so thank you so much for that. And I want to talk, I want our listeners, obviously after hearing you, they're all going to be buying your book, including myself. But you recently wrote the book, Chasing Perfect, Peace and Purpose in the Exhausting Pursuit of Something Better. And it is releasing on October 6th, which is so soon. That's so exciting for you. Ah, Are you just freaking out? (laughs) It's been a long time coming. So I'm just ready to have it in reader's hands. I'm just ready for for it to be out there. (laughs) So good. Okay. So on Living Easy, I'm always preaching the motto, nothing changes if nothing changes. I like listeners to step away from the episodes and we do questions on my Facebook group, Living Easy, where we ask questions about the app so that you don't listen and then move on with your lives. We, My heart with this episode is, and with the podcast as a whole, is for you guys to listen and to hear and to then implement things into your life because God can use people like Alicia who are speaking so much truth to really impact your faith in your life. And so Alicia, what would you say is the change that readers can gain from reading your book? And what do you hope that it brings to their lives? Just remember that when we're struggling with some of these things like addiction to social media, which is something that I can struggle with, shopping, porn, relationships, toxic hustle culture, whatever it is that you find yourself struggling through, Mm -hmm. ultimately we are searching for peace and purpose and happiness. So remember what Jesus is. He is hope. He is joy. He is love. He is sufficiency and peace. Ultimately, we're searching for Jesus. That's what our heart desires. So we don't need delivered from our addictions and distractions as much as we need delivered from our distrust. We need to trust that Jesus is enough. I mean, that's been the emphasis of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. We're we're going to cost our souls with Jesus, you know, to get us to heaven, but we're not as quick to trust him with our everyday lives. If you can walk away with just a reminder that we need to reset and pray, just like the father that had the son with the seizure. And he said, Jesus said, you know, all things are possible for him who believes. And the boy's father exclaimed, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Pray out to Jesus and say, I have a distrust problem. There are so many times and so many ways that I just don't trust that you are enough in my life. And so that's why I'm chasing after these things, Lord. So help me trust you. Help me in my distrust. God wants to hear those prayers. And then I think also, and I unpack this in my book a little bit, but I'll always point people back to the word of God. That is the ultimate answer. If a book is good, it's gonna point you back to God and his word and the gospel. And that is the saving message. So, you know, if you're overwhelmed with how to get in the Bible, with how to open it up, where to start, you know, I have some advice in my, some practical advice in my book on what to do. I always recommend starting in the, in the book of John and get a good Bible commentary I use the Blue Letter Bible app to look up the Greek words so you can dig in even a little bit more. There's so many great resources out there. Get a plan, get a reading Bible plan. Don't feel like you have to stay on it 100% all the time because life happens, but just be consistent. And, you know, just like you said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And like to your point earlier, you abide in him, you will produce fruit. And that's that ongoing day in and day out reminder. I'm trusting in you, Lord, help me. He wants to give us his presence and his provision. It's fully and completely 
an example of how God uses those who have been through a lot of hurt and a lot of trial, because I know with this, with your book, I'm so excited for you. I am celebrating you and with you. And I know truly that people are going to be incredibly blessed by your wisdom because it just pours out of you and just by your words. So thank you for coming on Living Easy. It was an absolute joy to have you on. And can you tell our listeners where they can find you? So I am on Instagram and Facebook and my handle is at Alicia Illian, A-L-I-S-H-A-I-L-L-I-A-N. So you can find me there. I also have a website, uh, womenrepurpose.com. That's my ministry group. Or you could type in aliciaillian.com. It'll take you to the same place. Well, thank you, Alicia. And we will be picking up your book on October 6th. To our listeners, I will have the show notes linked with all of Alicia's stuff, as well as a link to her book once this is published. So we just want to say thank you so much. I hope that you enjoy the rest of the year and that your kids enjoy the rest of the year with schooling. And just thanks for being a breath of fresh air today. I really appreciate you. You bless me. It was a joy and a pleasure to talk with you. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thank you you could ever offer is to share the love. The simple act of taking a quick screenshot of the episode and tagging at Living Easy Podcast makes such a huge difference in this journey. If you're impacted, someone else might be too, so don't hesitate to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. Also, if you haven't already, please do scroll down from this episode to give a star rating and quick review for the podcast. It only takes a minute, but the impact is huge. Thank you all so much for your support. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast and at lindsay.maestas. Love you guys.